right, take your Bible. Go to the book of Jude. The book of Jude this morning. And if you go to the book of Revelation, you went too far, take a layup, go back to the little book of Jude. Just 25 verses. And uh, I don't want to deal so much with the book of Jude as I will read a couple verses and then we'll go to the book of Hebrews, all right? And uh, I'll spend my time in the book of Hebrews, but we'll read a couple verses here in Jude. Jude, verse number, uh, well, let's start reading about verse number 20. Be all right. Jude, verse 20. Uh, when you find your places, stand with me if you can, and able and honor and reverence to the reading of the word of the Lord. Jude, verse 20. And the Bible said, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord in verse 20. Uh, verse 21, Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Now, notice verse 22. And of some have compassion, making a difference. Now, listen to me. I, I'm not going to say much, but i got to say this few things. That verse is misquoted a lot of times. A lot of times you'll hear somebody say, and some have compassion, make a difference. That's what the Bible said. The Bible said, and of some have compassion, make a difference. Isn't that right? Not that some have compassion, but of some have compassion, making a difference. Verse 23, and others, saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now, turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. <coughs> Hebrews chapter 11, just for a moment. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 6. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 6, the Bible said, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Notice verse 7. By faith Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. <clears throat> by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I should be left yet. Lord, I'm thankful for the privilege of the honor to be back in your house. Lord, we can leave right now. Say that it's been good to be here. Lord, I pray it help us as we study your word together. Lord, I pray it help us take its truth and apply it to our hearts and lives. Lord, I pray you do that today that only you can. Lord, we'll be careful. Give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. For we ask it in Jesus' wonderful name and for his sake. Amen. And amen. You be seated. Thank you for standing now. If you'll let me, I, I promise you, I'm probably going to do more talking than I'll do anything this morning. Uh, as far as mannerism, don't let that bother you. Uh, you can preach and not hack and slobber, spit and jump and all that. Uh, but here's what I want you to see. I'm going to tell you something, and I, I don't mean this. I almost really didn't want to preach this because I don't want to have to say what I'm getting ready to say. Uh, but several days this week, there was an individual that, uh, for whatever reason, just decided to bombard me. Uh, just about every night, over at the camp meeting, if I told you it was, somebody probably know who he is, so I'm not telling you who he was. But uh, I don't know why, but he seems to really not like me very much, and uh, that's all right. I've dealt with stuff like that in the past. But he made this statement multiple times. He said that uh, you are not. Try to scare somebody into getting saved. 
when I preached that message Thursday night, I mean, he liked to come unglued. Uh, but anyway, I thought about that all week. I want to show you what the Bible says. The Bible says there in the book of Jude, and of some have compassion. It's making a difference. Now, here's what I want to show you. I'm not trying to give you my opinion. I'm trying to give you a Bible. Now, here's what I want you to understand. There's been a lot, seems like this morning, a lot of burden concerning your loved ones and friends and your family. That's wonderful. That thrills my heart as your pastor to see the church coming under a greater burden for the lost. Here's what I want to tell you. Different people are worn different ways. Yeah. All right? They some, now listen to me, they some, if you can get them into church and the man of God get up and preach hell hot, boy, they'll fall under conviction and they'll run to an altar and they'll get saved and never look back. And there's others that can sit in that same service, and all we have to do is turn them sour on the church. And they'd say, I ain't never going back there. Mm -hmm. yeah. right. They some, Jim just shows some compassion, just shows some love, just shows some support, some uh, empathy, and some sympathy, and uh, maybe just do something nice for them. They begin to think, boy, that, maybe there is something to this thing. Maybe there is something about it. Uh, being a Christian and being saved, that they do care about me. The Bible said, of some have compassion, making a difference. Now, the Bible said it like this He who went to souls is wise. Now, I preach that the majority of my early ministry as it's a wise thing to win souls, and it is. But can I say this? I think a, I think a true, uh, a true soul winner has to have some wisdom. There has to be a time that we understand that there are some that we're going to have to show compassion, therefore making a difference. Yeah. Right. Then there's some, the Bible said, that you save with fear. Yeah. Isn't that right? What's what your Bible said? You'll have to turn with me. You said with Hebrew, James, or Jude, verse number 23. And others save with fear. Isn't that right? Jude said, they some you show compassion to. You'd make a difference. And these others, he said, you're going to have to save with fear. Now, I'm not trying to be ugly, but I don't I, I don't mean this disrespectful to that individual. And I really don't. I wouldn't dare tell you who it is. But here's what I want to say. I don't give two rips what he thinks. I want to know what the Bible said, don't you? And, uh, now, listen. Here's what I'm telling you. There's some that you show compassion to. Uh, and according to the book of Jude, you'd make a difference in their life by, by showing compassion. Right. But there's others where the Bible said, save with fear. Isn't that right? Yeah. Watch this. That's not all that he said. Watch what your Bible says. Uh, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire. Here's what Jude's a saying. There's some that you just show compassion to and make a difference, but there's others uh, that you're going to have to save with fear, literally pulling them out of the fire, uh, literally reaching in and trying to pull them out. Uh, uh, the Bible went on to say, uh, notice this, pulling them out of the fire, uh, uh, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. That word garment, this is interesting to me, good message for you to go listen to it. I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was Mays Jackson, but I might be wrong. Uh, I feel like I am. It might be somebody else. But if you, if you searched it on YouTube, it's pulled up. 
That word garment literally uh, in, the, in the Greek means undergarment. That's what it means. But it might have been Ralph Sexton, I was thinking about. Whoever it was, one of them older preachers preached a message one time out of that text and preached on this thought, why God hates dirty underwear. <laughs> tremendous, <laughs> tremendous message. You ought to go listen to it if you get a chance. Uh, but that word means undergarment. Here's what he said, John. There's others you want to save with fear. Pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Here's what he said. You ought to love the sinner. You ought to save them with fear. But you won't have to hate sin. Isn't that right? That's right come a time. Now listen to me. I'm not trying to be ugly. God hates sin. Isn't that right? And there will be something in our hearts. Yes, there's times that absolutely. Uh, let, let, let me give you an example. I feel like I might be losing some of that. Here's what I mean. There might be someone individual sitting on the side of the road begging that John, you could come by and say, let me go buy you a hamburger. Let me go buy you a meal. Let me buy you a coat. Let me buy you a pair of shoes. And let me help you. And that might be the very thing God uses uh, to convict their heart and they might get saved because you had compassion. Right. Is that right? Then there's others. What the Bible said, and others save with You might go right down the road and find somebody situation and you might have to save them with fire. Might have to just get tough with them and just say, listen, man, you put yourself in this shape, man. It wasn't for the drugs, it wasn't for this, and it wasn't for that, it wasn't for this, and it wasn't for that. If it wasn't for these decisions, you would not be here. And not really showing that much compassion, but loving the sinner, but hating the sin, and calling it out for what it is, and letting them know because of that they deserve to die and go to hell. That might make a difference in that man's life. All right? Yeah. Every situation's different. Now, you say, preacher, you mean to tell me that some we show, show compassion and some we say with fear. Well, I say this, I believe that really we're showing compassion both ways. Uh, we still love the sinner. We're not, I'm not telling you to hate the sinner. Uh, I, the people get right out of shape. I had a lady come up to me Thursday night at the tent. She said, you mean to tell me uh, that you've never met me, uh, yet you're going to tell me that I deserve to go to hell. And I said, yes, ma'am, that's what I mean to tell you. She said, uh, well, how can you do that? And I said, because we all deserve to go to hell. I, I said, I don't, it's not that I don't like you. It's not that I, I think I'm better than you. I said, it's the fact that I love you enough that I want you to know why, that unless you get saved by the marvelous grace of God, you will go to hell. Isn't that right? That's compassion. It's saving with fear. But it is compassion. So we see that here in the book of Jude. Now, say we've been here in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. We know tonight, Hebrews 11 is the faith chapter of the Word of God. Been referred by many as the Hall of Faith. That you'll find as you study through Hebrews 11, uh, no doubt faith is the theme. And over and over again, you'll find that by faith and through faith and faith, 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 over and over again, all these different individuals. We start out all the way back. Uh, and verse 4, the Bible said, by faith, Abel offered unto God. And we go all the way back. Uh, to Abel, and we see how faith, 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 can I say this, it's always been by grace through faith. Isn't that right? Uh, whether it was by compassion or whether it was by fear, uh, every man, woman, boy, girl gets saved by grace uh, through 
things. Isn't that right? Now, I'll show that to you if you'll let me tonight or this morning. The Bible says, verse 6, notice the importance of faith. The Bible says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. My soul, what a statement. I believe that Paul was the writer of the book of Hebrews. You don't have to agree with that, but that's my opinion. I believe it was the Apostle Paul and uh, whoever the writer was, they said, without faith, it's impossible to please him. You cannot this morning please God uh, but by faith. And so we'll find as we study the book of Hebrews and look through this chapter that not everyone would be considered a great man or a great woman or a great uh, Christian hero, but we find them as a hero of faith. You study David. David did many things that uh, was not well pleasing unto God, but he pleased God by all right. Now stay with me. Moses did many things that was not pleasing to God, but yet we find him in the hall of faith, not because of his works, but because of his faith. And the writer said, without faith, it is impossible to please him. And that right, it is our faith that pleases God. Without that, it is impossible. Now watch this. The Bible said, verse 6, without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Notice with me quickly the prerequisite here in our text. That's about that faith is impossible. Please say, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Now, verse 6 deals with either instance. Whether it's by compassion or whether it's by fear. It is, in either case, impossible to please God without faith. Isn't that right? Yeah. does not matter whether it was by compassion or by fear. It takes faith, uh, by grace through faith, uh, in order to be saved. And that right? It's impossible to please God without faith. Not only do you have to have faith, but the Bible went on to say, uh, there in verse 6, for he that cometh to God must, notice that now, must uh, uh, believe that, uh, yeah, we'll make sure where I'm at. But must believe that, that he is. What about that? Not only tonight, this morning, must you have faith, but the Bible said you must believe that he is. Yes. All right. All right. Now don't fall out with me. I'm just a bit honest. Don't, don't make it more complicated than it is. That doesn't mean I'm putting some grand gesture to being saved. But I'll tell you this, you'll not call on somebody you don't believe exists. All right. You must believe he is. That's right? Now watch this. Not only that, the Bible says must have faith, must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now you say, preacher, what are you saying? <coughs> Here's what I'm saying tonight, this morning. The prerequisite of salvation in either case is this. Must have faith. Now I've got good news. Bible teaches that God has given every man a measure of faith. Amen. That's not something you have to work out yourself. God has given every individual the faith that it takes to be saved. All right? right? The question is where you'll place that faith. You with me? Yep. So he's giving you the faith. You must believe that he is. Now, here's what I want to say. You said, preacher, that, that, that might be difficult. There's a lot of people that are atheists, a lot of people that are agnostic, a lot of people that believe in other religions, all these things. Here's what the Bible said, that even nature testifies there's a God. All right? 
God has given everything that we need, but you must believe that He is this morning. The Bible said, watch this, Bible says in that verse 6, uh, Bible said it like this, uh, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Here's what you must believe. The Bible said in the book of Romans, said it like this, for whosoever shall come on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You must believe that he is. You must believe. Uh, stay with me just a minute. You must have faith. You must believe that he is. And then you must believe that if you'll seek him, he'll not turn you away. That's the prerequisite. That's it. The Bible said that he does good to those that diligently seek him. That's what I did that I got saved. Yeah. I, put, I put my faith in him. I believed that he was. Is that right? Yeah. And I believe with all my heart that if I'd ask him to save me, that's what he'd do. Yeah. That's the prerequisite. Now we go to verse 7. That's where we're going to get. I don't know the prerequisite, but I want you to notice in verse 7, we see a specific example of salvation. Now, what's what your Bible said in verse 7? By faith, you'll find that over and over and over again. You know why? You're saved by grace through faith. Isn't that right? Grace is what God extends toward man. Faith is what man places in God. Isn't that right? It is a mutual, uh, God does the same, understand that it is a mutual agreement. God extends grace. Man places his faith in the Lord. Isn't that right? So God, Bible said in the book of Genesis, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Isn't that right? Now we find in Hebrews 11 that Noah placed his faith in that grace. Isn't that right? What's this? By faith. What's what the Bible says verse 7? By faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared to ark the same as house, by which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is by faith. Now, that's interesting. I love verse 7. Begins with the two words, by faith. Ends with the two words, by faith. Can I say this? Almost 20, 20 some 20 years ago, 20, how old am I now? Almost 22 years ago now, God, I got saved. You know how my Christian life started? By faith. One of these days, if you walk by my casket and look in and see my body, you know how it'll end it? By faith. Isn't that right? By grace through Faith. Isn't that right? Oh, I want to join that in. Watch this. I got hurt. Now that we see the prerequisite in verse 6, notice if you would the prophecy in verse 7. Bible said by faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet. Now you say, preacher, that don't mean much to me. Well, let's think about this moment. I've heard I promise. I can't go too long and lose my voice. Think about it like this. We know tonight, this morning, I don't have to spend much time on it. God tells Noah to build the ark because he's going to send a flood and it's going to rain. It never rained before. That's what he's talking about. Things not seen of yet. Now, you just imagine. Well, I've heard people say, can you imagine the faith that that took? And they make it sound real big. And it, well, I'm not diminishing it, but can I say this? I'm looking at people doing the same thing. Right? They're right. That was a night somebody warned you. If you didn't get saved, you're just going to die and go to hell. You ought to say that again. Right. 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 Hey, 
Praise God. A man will, despite the message that I preached Thursday night, I'm not trying to diminish it, but the truth of the matter is, John, there is not a man, woman, boy, girl living today that can see in the heaven. That's right. Yeah. It's not a one of us. We're being warned of things not seen as of yet. All right? Noah was talking a little bit before before preaching service started. He's talking about some of his things about preaching. Asked me about it. He's talking about uh, I, I may be blowing the lid off for a bit blowing the lid off for him, but uh, he was talking about everything about me preaching on when you look into hell. What do you see? It almost kind of a uh, kind of the idea of when you look into heaven. What do you see? And how can I say this? There's not a man, woman, boy, girl alive today ever seen heaven. That's right. It's not seen as of yet. We've been warned of God of things uh, which must be hereafter, uh, but we have not seen it. Isn't that right? Right. Same thing Noah was. He was warned of God that it would rain and it would flood and the earth would be destroyed. But he had not seen it as of yet. But it's the grace and the mercy of God that God gave him warning. Isn't that right? That's same thing here, and we'll make application that God would see inside the Word of God, men of God, to proclaim and preach that there is a heaven to gain, there is a hell to shine, that how to warn us of things not seen as of yet, that how uh, is for a man wants to die, and after this the judgment. I've not seen that. I, I've not seen anybody stand the judgment seat of Christ. I, I've not seen the great white throne judgment. I, but by the good grace of God, I, I have been warned uh, of things not seen as of yet. Isn't that right? Oh my, we see the prophecy. Aren't you glad for the word of God that reveals to us and warns us of things that are not seen as of yet? Then not only that, watch what the Bible said. By faith, no being warned of God, things not seen as yet. Move with fear. I said when Noah saw heard those things, when God warned him of these things that had not come yet. The Bible said, not my opinion, not what I think, what the Bible said, uh, that Noah was moved with fear. So we see tonight, we see the prerequisite in verse number 6. We see the prophecy in verse 7. Then we see the propelling. The Bible said he was moved with fear. You said, preacher, what was it caused Noah to build the ark? Fear. That's right. Fear. It was fear. I'm not telling you my Bible said. Move. With fear, it was fear that got him up in the morning to go to uh, saw down trees and cut lumber and nail up boards and do everything that he did. Uh, Kirk, me, Kirk stood there at the ark that day and went, went up there a few weeks ago and he said, uh, uh, can you imagine how much work this would have been? Uh, and I tell you what it was that drove no to do it and prepared him to do it. It was fear that if he didn't do it, uh, uh, that he died on everybody else. Uh, and the Bible said, being warned of God, uh, her things not seen of yet uh, moved with fear. Isn't that? Oh, yes, for I tell you, uh, 
I don't get to risk what anybody else says. Uh, when you get to think about things that are come here after, uh, things not seen as of yet, uh, it ought to move you with fear. Isn't that right? Amen. Right. Oh, God, help. I said, let me say this morning already that uh, you've got loved ones and friends and family uh, that are lost. It ought to move you with fear this morning uh, to realize that things are coming. Uh, uh, the Lord could come back today. Uh, we may never make it to Easter Sunday uh, right. of the time to share the gospel uh, of the time to do something for the Lord uh, is quickly passing by uh, the Bible said why this hit day let a man work uh, of course the night cometh when no man can work isn't that right, right. Uh, the time is coming uh, when there won't be an opportunity to spread the gospel uh, but the Bible said that Noah was moved with fear Oh, God help us. It ought to move us with fear when we realize if you're here today and you're lost, never been saved, uh, it ought to move you with fear to realize uh, that if you died this moment, uh, you'd lift your eyes in hell, bed and torment. Uh, that's not some casual thing. Uh, that's not something to brush off. Uh, that's not something to cast aside. Uh, but God in His grace and His mercy has warned you of things not seen as of yet. Uh, you ought to move with fear. Yeah. Oh, that's just a fearful thing falling into the hands of a living God. Isn't oh, my, my. I would see it's propelling. He was moved with fear. Not only that, notice this. You said, preacher, what did he do? We see his preparation. What's what the Bible said? By faith, no being warned of God of things not seen as yet. Moved with fear. Listen to this. Prepared at all. To the saving of his house. Now, here's the thing. The Bible said that Noah been warned of things not seen as yet, moved with fear. Well, all that's good finding that name. Then went on to say he prepared at all. Now, here's what I'm saying. I'm not saying tonight this morning that you have to do something in order to be saved, but I would think this. When you're warned of God of things not seen as of yet, and you're moved with fear, you ought to prepare your heart. Isn't that right? It demands a response. It demands an action. Uh, this morning, somebody said, I forget who it was. Somebody said this morning they appreciate Noah teaching or preaching, whatever it might have been. Chris said that. I don't mean this. I'll tell you what it was. It was preaching. You know how I know it was preaching? It demanded a response. Yeah. All right. It, it required a response. That's the reason that I'm not being that's the reason they give an invitation to people right. come to the altar because it demanded a response. That's preaching. Yeah. Teaching, uh, uh, it's not the I don't have time to get all this, but it's not the mannerisms and it's not hacking and spitting and slobbering and all that uh, uh, that makes it preaching. That's not it at all. It's not being calm and cool that makes it teaching. Uh, teaching is simply that. Teaching. You learn something. But preaching uh, uh, demands that the congregation, and by the way, you're not a crowd. You're not an audience. You're not a you're not a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You're not even a, uh, you're not a, uh, uh, not a crowd, not an audience, not a, uh, not a viewer. You're a congregation. Yeah. The only difference with all that is a viewer, a spectator shows up to watch. Yeah. Isn't that right? A congregation takes part. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Is that right? 
You take part in this service. It's not tonight. God, it's not a show. It's a service. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know how we got here, but it feels pretty good, so I'll just stay with it. You know, you're not a you're not a spectator that shows up to watch a show. You're a congregation that shows up to take part of the service. That you take part in. It's not just a, a spectator sport. But then we come together to worship and magnify and serve and worship the Lord together. And that's the reason that we're here. And, and can I say, listen to me now. That when it comes to being moved with fear, it ought to bring forth some action. Isn't that right? You're here today and you're lost. And you say, preacher, I've never been saved. You realize being warned of God if things not seen as of yet. And it moves you with fear. It calls for an action. It calls uh, uh, for you to prepare yourself uh, uh, to meet that demand. Isn't that right? Uh, you're here today and you're, and you're saved. You say, preacher, I realize being warned of God if things not seen as of yet. I've got family. I've got friends. I've got loved ones going to die and go to hell. And it moves you with fear. Uh, that's not an to this morning. Uh, there's a call for action. The Bible said uh, he prepared an ark uh, not to the saving of himself. I was into the saving of his house. Isn't that right? He wasn't just moved with fear about himself. He's moved with fear concerning his entire family. Can I say this? People say, no, it doesn't have a very effective ministry. I believe, I, I believe he's got a very very effective ministry. It thrilled my heart to know that I had a ministry as effective as Noah. Hey, you said, preacher, didn't get, you know what many people got saved? It's just his family. Well, I say amen to that. Amen. Right. Yeah. What a sad thing for a man to win the whole world and lose his own family. Boy, the Bible said he's moved with fear and prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Isn't that right? Yeah. Oh, God help us this time. We get moved with fear. Child of God and realize that we've got family and friends that are dying and going to hell. There ought to be a preparation. Spirit in your loss, never been saved. Oh, God help you are to tonight, this morning. You ought to be moved with fear. You ought to find yourself preparing to give your heart to the Lord. Uh, preparing your heart to be able to escape the damnation that's waiting you. Isn't that right? Yeah. Watch this. We see the prediction. We see the prophecy. We see the preparing. We see the preparation. Then I want to go through, if you would, the picture. Now, I won't say much about this. And I've heard the, what's what your Bible said? Verse 7. Um, <laughs> My faith, no man warned of God, things not seen as yet moved with fear, prepared an ark to save his house by the which he condemned the world, became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Now, you say, preacher, what are you saying about, about this picture? Now, if you went with us on the ark trip, you've heard me say this. The, 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 the ark in itself is a type of Christ. While God poured out his wrath on the sin of the world, Noah and his family was safe and secure inside the ark. We got saved. We were placed in Christ. More there than I can deal with. But it is a picture of Christ. The ark's a picture of Christ. But what I'm interested in is this. The Bible said that in doing so, he prepared an ark to save his house. And in doing so, condemned the world. Here's what the Bible's saying here in the book of Hebrews. Here's what had to happen in order for Noah and his family to be saved. When he decided 
He's going to be obedient to the word of God and build the ark. The Bible said in doing so, he condemned the world. Here's what happened. Noah said, despite what anybody else does, I'm going to be obedient. Despite what anybody else thinks, I'm going to do what the Lord says. Despite what anybody else says or does, I'm going to save my family. In their hand. There's old saying. Lord, you get you get moved with fear. Get prepared to give your heart to the Lord. You won't care what anybody else thinks. You won't care what anybody else does. Child of God, if you'd really get moved with fear this morning, you wouldn't care what the world thought when you went to work tomorrow and tried to witness somebody. You wouldn't care what your family thought next time you seen them when you tried to witness to them. You wouldn't care what anybody said or what anybody does. If you really got moved with fear, got your heart prepared with the Lord, you wouldn't care. You'd condemn the whole world to save your house. Isn't that right? Now, I will say this. I got called out on, well, I didn't get called out on this this week, but it was said this week and I was around that you aren't not when you get an invitation. You are not asked for heads bowed, eyes closed. Uh, that if somebody's under conviction, they come with you that they're not. I'll agree with that. That's, that's fine. Now, here's what I want you to say. You say, Preacher, why do you do that, man? Well, here's the reason. I believe it's not a sense we do say. Majority of times people get saved, don't raise their hand. I'm just being honest. I mean, a lot of times somebody comes, didn't even raise their hand. But here's what I found. I found sometimes it just helps somebody slip their hand up and admit it. Just be able to say, I've never been saved. Just to find out, you know, what that preacher don't treat me a bit different or he didn't want me. So I just find it a hand. Somebody else don't want to do it, fine. So whatever I want to say, I want to say, I will say this. When it finally gets time, when you see it on your face, and it's time they run just as long as they can run. They don't care if heads are bowed or not. They don't care if there's anybody looking. When it finally gets to that point, they don't care what anybody, they finally get to the point, whatever they've been wrestling, whatever they've been working, they don't care. They finally been moved with fear. They prepared themselves uh, to the saving of themselves and their house. And man, they don't care. They, they condemn the whole world. At that point, Nancy, they're willing to turn their back on anybody and everybody. Uh, they're willing to give up anything that they can. They've just got to the point that they've been moved with fear uh, and they've got to run to the Lord. Isn't that right? Yeah. That's the picture. Noah got to the point he didn't care. And now, while I believe he had compassion, while I believe he had love, while I believe that I do believe the Bible said he was a preacher of righteousness. I do believe that he tried to warn the people. But it, I tell you, he got moved to the point he realized it didn't matter if anybody else got on that ark. It didn't matter if anybody else believed. It didn't matter if anybody helped that. He had to do it because for the saving of him and his house. Isn't that right? Yeah. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful treasure. So we see the picture. Then I want to show this, and I'm done. I'm quitting right here. Notice what we last in verse seven. Notice the prospering. The Bible said there, verse seven, to the ark the Savior's house by which he condemned the world and became became heir of the righteousness which he is by <coughs> faith. Now let's have one more time. The Bible said, Book of Genesis, chapter six. I believe it is. But Noah found grace. In the eyes of the Lord. They said, Preacher, you tell me he got saved. <coughs> Absolutely. The Bible said he became an heir of righteousness, which he is by 
faith. He found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Put his faith in that grace. The Bible said he became an heir of righteousness. Can I say this? Here's how, the Bible, here's how Paul told us in the New Testament. We are an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. All because through the grace of God, we put our faith in the grace that God extended. Not anything that I've done, not anything that I've, not anything that I, me or you, either one have done, or anything we deserve, but by grace, through faith, look at how our life has prospered. All right? this morning, where would we be if not for grace? Where would we be if we never put our faith in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not telling this morning where we might be. Listen to me. Now listen. Noah was moved, being warned of God of things not seen as yet. Moved with fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his house. Doing so condemned the world and became a heir of righteousness, which is by faith. That's what salvation experience all the one of you guys. But he was moved with fear. All right. What about that? Can I say this to Senator Raphael Cross of Bill? These musicians have looked at this whole nation. I don't know your heart this morning.